Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen as Pastor Ward brings today's message from God's Word. And chapter number 9, and I want to begin our reading uh, in verse number 11. In verse number 11, said, Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also in many thanksgivings unto God. And uh, we'll hold our reading for now. And I want to think about this is Thanksgiving week. It's Thanksgiving week, and I've been uh, kind of contemplating uh, the message for this particular Sunday morning. I had some other messages in mind, but all through the course of the week, the Lord just kept reminding me on the subject of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. If you take time to look in Paul's writings to the church at Corinth, it seems as though he has thanksgiving at the forefront of his mind. Now, I know that he's dealing with a lot of issues at Corinth. The church wasn't in that good a condition in the first letter or in the second letter, and as far as we know, well beyond that. But it seemed like that he just keeps coming back to this matter of being thankful. In the 29 chapters that we have in 1st and 2nd Corinthians, over 15 times thanksgiving is made mention of. About one half of, about every other chapter at least, he mentions the matter of being thankful. Sometimes it's to be thankful, sometimes it's just thanks, and then at other times it's thanksgiving. And so I believe that speaks something to you and to me. It should speak volumes unto us. We are no doubt the most blessed people on the face of the earth. And if anybody has reason to be thankful, I think that it should be people like you and people like me. But also often we kind of get carried away with the burdens and carried away with the difficulties and carried away with the slackness sometimes and, and the lack of sometimes that we... And, and the high cost sometimes and all of those things. And all of that is so untrue. But the reality of it is this. We're still blessed, aren't we? And God has been so good to us. And I think that Thanksgiving should be more than an annual event. Amen? That uh, I think that according to the scripture, and I'll give you some other verses as we go through this very quickly this morning, very simple message. And I don't even really have a title. Uh, I have five titles that you can choose from. Choose from one of these. Uh, could it be that uh, could, uh, one good title could be very simply this, The Art of Thanksgiving. Uh, it's something that we need to develop in us. Artists spend time at their particular vocation or whatever the case may be, whatever their area of art is, it might be someone who uh, does paintings. It might be someone who is in music. And uh, I know for a fact, I was thinking about it when Tracy was playing the piano this morning, 
the hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of hours uh, that she uh, put into learning how to play the piano. She had one formal lesson uh, when she was about seven years old. And uh, then from that time, I remember we'd be off at meetings and we'd come back in and sometime it might be one o'clock in the morning when we get in and everybody else would be yawning, getting ready to go to bed and she'd be in there playing on the piano in the middle of the night. Same way with Andrew, same way with Asher, same with, way with Jonathan and Marie and all these other musicians and singers that we have in the church. You develop that. Somebody said, oh, I wish I could, and you probably could if you'd put that much investment in it. And so the art of being thankful, developing an art, becoming an artist in thanksgiving, I think that would be a, one good message. And then um, what about this one, the practice of thanksgiving? You know, we get better at something when we practice at it. We look at these football teams and, and the high school teams. They're uh, in, the, in the area. They're in their playoff season now. And, and, uh, but it didn't start when school started. It didn't start midsummer. It started way back in the spring. Well, actually, it started at the beginning of the year. And they've been, work, they've been practicing all year to accomplish their goal and if we would have a goal of being thankful, if, if, if we could have a goal of, of thanksgiving being a greater part of our vocabulary, if we could spend more time being thankful at every occasion, I'm not just talking about being thankful to God, but being thankful in general. When someone does something kind for you, what's wrong with saying thank you? Hmm? Um, uh, when, when someone... Uh, has uh, invested in your life, what's wrong with every once in a while just saying, I sure appreciate you. I, maybe it's your spouse, I don't know. Maybe it's your parents, maybe it's your children, I don't know. But to practice being thankful. To practice being thankful. It's an art and, uh, and it's a practice. And we can get better at it the more we pray uh, and, and practice, the more we... Um, become efficient at this matter of being thankful at every occasion. Not just being thankful this week, the, uh, the last, thir what is the last Thursday in, in November every year, or third Thursday, whichever one it is, and, and uh, we celebrate uh, Thanksgiving and, and, uh, in, in a national way, and, and that's wonderful. But what about the other 51 Thursdays out of the year? And so we need to be practicing thanksgiving. Oh, what about this one? What about the doctrine of thanksgiving? I preach that. I have that in my notes. Uh, it is an art. It is a practice. It is a doctrine in the scripture. I mean, it's like the doctrine of salvation, and it's like the doctrine of redemption, and it is a theological thing. It is, a, it is something that the Bible teaches that we are to do. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. It is like the Ten Commandments we are told to be thankful. There are several places in the Old Testament where he said, uh, he talks about songs of praise and thanksgiving. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Magnify him with thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Come before his presence with thanksgiving. We are to thank him with our lips. We are to thank him with 
our voice. The Old Testament talks about this matter of thanksgiving as being a sacrifice, an offering, a manner of worship. It has to do with prayer and intercession and then also a blessing, the doctrine of thanksgiving all the way through the Scripture. It's like tithing. It's like anything else that we're commanded to do, to be a witness and so on and so forth. And so we look at it. You choose your own title. The art of thanksgiving, the practice of thanksgiving, the doctrine of thanksgiving, and this one kind of ties into what I just said, and so I can pass by quickly, the requirement of thanksgiving, the requirement of thanksgiving. My mama required it. My mama required it. She was like some of you, and somebody would, you know, give us something, and she'd say, now what do you say? <laughs> Your mama didn't do that? My mama did. Uh, now, what do you say? And you know what to say. And if you say, I don't know, I don't know. You, you, well, we won't get into, we won't talk about bloodshed and the woodshed. We won't talk about a whipping until the smoke detector went off <laughs> in, the, in the room. Be thankful. Be thankful. The requirement. Mama required it. My daddy required it. And, um, and the Lord requires it, that we just be thankful. I love this time of the year, don't you? I love this time of the year. A lot of time to just kind of uh, just think about and reflect on how good the Lord has been. I know that as a nation we've been through difficult times and, and it's been a, a tough year financially for many and, and all of those kind of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, the Lord sure has been good to us, hasn't he? He sure has. And then finally, here's your fifth option as far as titles are concerned, the celebration of Thanksgiving. The celebration of Thanksgiving. And uh, that's what we're doing this week in, in, in our human and secular way. We're, we're being thankful for our nation and... and uh, and, uh, and celebrating as they did that first Thanksgiving, and we'll have meals, and we'll do all of those kind of things, and, and uh, we dress, they, we don't, but uh, school does. They dress up, you know, like the pilgrims and the Indians and all those kind of things, and, and uh, they're, they're, we're, we're mindful of all of that, and we're grateful and so thankful <coughs> that, our, that our forefathers, that they didn't starve to death and, and God made it work for them and we have a wonderful nation today because of it and, and we celebrate, we're celebrating Thanksgiving this week. And so choose your own title. In the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 15 in verse number 17, don't take time to go there, I have too many of these. We're to be thankful for victory in Jesus. And, uh, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm glad that, you know, I'm thankful for the food, and I'm thankful for a good life, and I'm thankful for a warm house and cool in the summer, and I'm thankful for nice automobiles and good clothes to wear, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm thankful that we have plenty of food to eat, and our cupboards are full on top of that, and our freezer is full on top of that. I'm thankful for all those things. I'm thankful for that I live in a land that I can travel, and I don't have to worry about, you know, armed guards at, at each border of each, uh, of each state, and we don't have to worry about crossing over, and if we 
want to go to Florida, we can uh, hop on Highway 31, and in about eight miles in that direction, we can be in Florida. We can get on Interstate 75, and in about 11 miles heading south, we can be in Florida. We don't have to worry about anything. We can go about, we can enjoy life. We can go fishing, and we can go hunting, and we can go golfing, and we can go to ball games, and we can go to church, and we can do what we want to do. I'm thankful for that. I tell you what, I'm thankful for victory in Jesus this morning. I'm so thankful that, that, uh, that this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And we're to be thankful for that victory in Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 10, 30, I'm just throwing things at you. This, by the way, our projector should be back up. I think it's already on the way back. And uh, we'll get all this on the screen for you again. And um, in 1 Corinthians 10, in verse number 30, we're to be thankful for grace. Grace. I'm thankful for the victory in Jesus this morning. And I love to sing that song, but I'm thankful for the grace of God as well. I'd write that down. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. I'm so thankful that uh, we can sing about the wonderful grace of God and the amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. was blind, but now I see. We can be thankful this morning for the victory that we have in Jesus. And we can be thankful this morning, according to Paul's writings, in particular, we're to be thankful for the grace of God and we're to be thankful for the victory that we have in Jesus because outside of Him, we don't have any. Outside of Jesus. Here's another one, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 11, just randomly speaking to you this morning. We're to be thankful one for another. I'm glad that I know God and I'm glad that I'm part of the family of God and I'm glad that I know Jesus Christ, His Son, as my personal Lord and Savior and I accepted Him as that. In April of 1972, 50 years ago, Jesus came into my heart and saved me and I'm so grateful for that. But I tell you what I'm also thankful for, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Paul said to be thankful one for another. Where would you be without the people of God this morning? Where would you be this morning? And, and I'm glad that when God saved us, He didn't just put us on an island somewhere. And, and uh, uh, so we were kind of uh, exiled from uh, all the world. He left us here in the world. But I'm glad that He gave us people of like faith that believe in this book and they love this book and they love the songs of Zion and they love to go to church and they love to be part of the family of God. Be thankful one for another. Oh, nobody in here is perfect. Sometimes uh, we think that we might be and, and we think that other people are imperfect, if that's a word, imperfect because we're, uh, we're judging them according to us. And, uh, but then, you know, there's always somebody, you might be more spiritual than I am, but there's generally somebody more spiritual than you are. And the reality of it is we probably all fall somewhere in this happy median somewhere. We all find in the middle, you know, we're not really that bad of a Christian and we're really not that great of a Christian, but we're pretty good Christians. Thankful for one another. How in the world would, 
would this church accomplish the things that it accomplishes? And I could go over that with you this morning. I don't have time to do that without you. Without you. Well, I know that we're to love one another, but we're also to be thankful one to another. Here's something else. Here's something else. Just talking to you today. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 14 now, we're to be thankful for the triumph. Now that's not your motorcycle triumph. You might like a Honda better, I don't know. But we're to be thankful for the triumph that we have in Jesus. You see, it's one thing to have victory in Jesus, but it's, it's yet something else to be triumphant in Him. It's like um, becoming more than a conqueror in Christ. When David slew that giant, and you've read the story in 1 Samuel 17, that he went out and he slew that giant. And uh, when, the, when he sunk that rock in, in his head from his sling, and the giant fell and fell face, uh, on his face, and uh, he had conquered that giant. But then he took him, and he drug him to his tent, and he took the giant's sword, and he cut his head off. He became more than a conqueror in Christ. That giant never was going to bother him again. Thank God for victory in Jesus. Thank God for the grace of God. Thank God for one another. If you, you know, if you're, if you, and people do. I know it's difficult times and, and not everybody is, it might be uh, faring as well as you might and I might be faring today. The reality of it is we've all been there. We may go there at another time. But it doesn't change these things. Your bank account doesn't change these things. Now, it might diminish how important they are to us, but the reality of it is the thing that we need to be thankful for, the victory in Jesus, the grace in God. We're to be thankful one for another. Be thankful that we can celebrate the victory that we have in Jesus. Here's another one. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 17, it talks about his care for us. I think it uses the word earnest. How he really cares for you and for me. And in other places throughout the scripture, he talks about how much that he cares for us. Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. We need to be thankful for that this morning. Not everybody may care like they should, but he does. He does. Let me say this also. And uh, this is... In, uh, in our chapter, and that's why I didn't read it earlier, I want to read the, the uh, last verse of the chapter, verse number 15. He went on talked about the gospel of Christ and the liberal distribution unto all men of the gospel. In verse number 14, he said, And uh, their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you. And then if you ever, you see where I sign my name or sign somebody's Bible, this is a verse that I put in, 2 Corinthians 9, 15. This is my life verse. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. His unspeakable gift. Oh, I wish that, I wish that there was some way that I could really express what this gift, and, I, and I've tried it through the years and, and in messages and song and, and in conversation and in testimony. I've, I've tried to explain to people how good God has been to me. But the reality of it is we don't have the vocabulary 
We don't have the words. We, we're, we're not able to, to put together the, the, the adjectives. And we're just not able to, to tell everything that, you know, that he has done for us. And there's just no way that we can explain all that he has done. But I'll tell you what, we ought to go to our grave trying. We should go to our grave trying. His unspeakable gift. And so we have these faults that the apostle and uh, in, the, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 4 he said this. He said, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. He goes on and tells us this. And I got to hurry. That we are enriched by him, we are confirmed by him, and we are blameless because of Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 4, 15, he said, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might be through the thanksgivings of many. And he uses the word redound. It's excessive or abounding or abundant, a superabundance to the glory of the Lord. And then he talks about how that because we have this uh, 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 redounding uh, grace or uh, thanksgiving in our hearts that we do not faint, that we're renewed by day, and that we look to things that are eternal. Matthew Henry said this. What a scholar he was. He said, uh, let me be thankful first. He'd, he'd, uh, he'd been uh, accosted. He'd been robbed. And so the people were standing around him. They, they knew that he was a very positive person by nature and he was always talking about the good, the good side of things and seeing the good things in people. But he, he was, a, he was a robbed and beaten. And so they're standing there and they said, now what, what's he going to say this time? Here's what he said. He thought, he was, thankfulness is thankfulness. And so he began to think and he, he said, well... He said, one thing I'm thankful for, I've never been robbed before. Never been robbed before. First time for everything, but I've never been robbed before. He said, the second thought that comes to my mind is, they took my purse, but not my life. A little bit more serious, isn't it? The third thing, he said, I'm also thankful that they took my all, but it wasn't much. Must have been a Baptist preacher, I don't know. Number four, he said, it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed. George Matheson said this. He's a blind preacher from many ages gone by. He said, he's, uh, he said that I've thanked, I've thanked the Lord. He said, I've thanked you for my roses thousands of times but not one time have I ever been thankful for my thorn. D.L. Moody said these words about Psalms 103. He said, forget not all his benefits. He said, you can't remember them all, but he said, you can't forget them all either. Be thankful. The statesman Washington said these words. He said, be sure to acknowledge his providence, obey his will, humbly implore his protection, his protection and be thankful for all of his benefits. William Bradford, the governor of Massachusetts, Massachusetts in his proclamation said, render thanksgiving to, 
to ye almighty God for all of your blessings. And then he set Thursday, November the 29th, 1623 as the Thanksgiving day. And they were thankful for the corn and the wheat and the peas and the beans and the squash and the garden vegetables and the fish and the clams and that they'd been protected from what he called savages, pestilence, and disease. Oh, we have so much to be thankful for this season. Perhaps we could take our text from 2 Corinthians 9, 11, where we just read, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness which causes through us thanksgiving unto God. Not only that he supplies, but he supplies abundantly for our every need. Yes, we need to be thankful for the victory. Need to be thankful for the victory in Jesus because the victory is real. In the verses that I gave you a few moments ago, and I've used them many times at funerals, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, and 58, if you want to look at it sometime. The victory is real because it is a victory over death and the grave. The greatest of our enemies are all temporal, and they lose. In verse number 57 of that chapter, he tells us the reason for the victory, that it is through our Lord Jesus Christ. He tells us the result of the victory, that we become steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the grace of God. Or perhaps we could use the pastor's life verse, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable, indescribable gift. And the emphasis there is placed on the grace of God and how wonderful He is in our lives. Oh, yes, as we come to this Thanksgiving season, may we of all people, while we watch all the, the bad news, let's not forget about the good news. While we're enjoying... Our, our time, perhaps you'll be with family this coming Thursday. Uh, that's what we plan to do, expect to do. That's what we've been doing. started many, many years ago when my mother was still living. She always had Thanksgiving at her house. And uh, then when she went home to be with the Lord, we started having it at our house. And then a few times we've had it out at Deidre's house. We let them have it out there during COVID. We didn't want them all to bring COVID to our house, so we went out to Deedee's house, set up the tent, and had uh, Thanksgiving out there. Wonderful to be around family. Great to be thankful. And my encouragement to you is take advantage of these days. Take advantage of these days and be thankful for what you have. I think in my life, I can't speak for anyone else. Tracy's coming to the piano. Brother Greg's coming with our song of invitation this morning. When I start, I didn't mention it. had it in my notes. Somebody said that the most difficult arithmetic in the world is to count your blessings. I mean, who can go that? I mean, do you have 100, 200, 300? Count your blessings. Name them one by one, and it will surprise you.
what the Lord has done. If, you, if, if I passed out little pieces of paper this morning and gave out church pens for you to write down the five things that you're most thankful for, I want to ask you right now, what would those five things be? I think that it would be good for you between now and Thursday to get you a little piece of paper. You're probably going to change it 50 times if you limit it to five because you'll do these five and then you'll think, oh, I forgot about that, and you have to take one off and add another one to it. Count your blessings, at least five of them, and you'll see what the Lord has done for you. Okay, it's good to be thankful. Would you stand with us for prayer this morning?